0: Okay, so today we're going to give a few uh, pieces of advice for public speaking. Maybe some of it we've mentioned in the past. I don't remember exactly what we said uh, uh, last semester, last month, but these are a few things that I jotted down uh, that I think are all very important to uh, craft and to deliver a very good public speech. The first thing you have to do is to know your audience. One of the biggest mistakes that people make when they get up and speak is they don't really know to whom they're speaking. So, and that's so important on so many levels. First of all, uh, you know, the, the language that you use. If you're speaking to an older audience, they're not gonna know what you mean if you keep talking about, let's say, modern technology. And you want to include everybody. You want to make sure everybody, you know, understands you, appreciates what you're saying. If you're speaking to a younger audience, you have to use things that might appeal to them more, speak about people that they might know from their generation. And uh, so knowing the audience is very, very important. You have to know uh, if there are people that are... Um, you know, very serious type of people, then you would probably want to make less jokes. If they're more uh, young and uh, interested in some humor, then you might want to appeal to that. Obviously, you shouldn't change yourself in order to uh, just please your audience. We're not, we're not here to please people as much as to deliver a speech that will be acceptable by the audience that, um, that we're delivering to. Additionally, it's important to know the occasion at which the speech is being given. Which means to say that not all occasions call for the same speech. Obviously, uh, if you're speaking by a sheva uh, the tone and the content and the feel, the vibe of that speech, is going to be very, very different than if a person is speaking at a at a eulogy, or if a person is speaking at some Suda uh, Every single occasion has to be uh, custom tailored with the appropriate speech. If you're giving a speech, you have to know the audience, and you have to know what you're being asked to give it on. So, if you're giving it on uh, on, a t- on if you're giving it on an occasion of uh, of uh, of some sort of thing that's very somber, you have to keep it somber. If you start making jokes, and I've heard people make jokes at very somber events, it just it just falls flat, obviously, and, and it's grossly inappropriate, and nobody, like, knows who this guy is, why he would even say that. And then sometimes you're sitting at a at a bachis, and the guy is speaking uh, in a very serious tone, and he's like, he's not, uh, it's a simcha, so you should try to make it somewhat funny, somewhat happy, somewhat jovial, um, and instead, if you're giving a hesped at a shavar that's not good either. So all of these things have to be very thought through before you get up and speak. You have to understand the nature of the audience. And if somebody uh, invites you to speak at, let's say, uh, to a shul um, for some uh, Shabbos drasha, you have to know the shul, you have to know the parsha, you have to know what they're expecting from you. If they're a scholarly crowd, then they probably want something scholarly. If, they, if they're just a, you know, a crowd that likes to be entertained, then you're going to have to try to make it a drop more entertaining. And, uh, and all of that will go into preparing properly for the speech. Very important, and I'm guilty of this, as you know, is to, uh, is to keep your speeches short. Um, I don't always give the shorter speech because I know that I'm different and I have to convey all these say this satira, you know, so I have as long as I want, but um, it's important to keep speeches short. If you're, if you're speaking in a public venue, I'm not talking about giving a shear. obviously you're giving a shear, so it's a, it's a 45 minute shear, it's a one hour shear, it's a schmooze for 35 minutes, for whatever it is, people know that that's how long it's going to take. So that's, you know, it should take that long, I guess. Uh, but if you're giving a public um, speech, a drosha, a hespid, a, uh, something at a simcha, nobody wants to hear a guy just go on and on and on. And if you do, people are going to either leave on you in the middle or they're going to start talking. You're going to lose their entire, um, their entire attention. The attention span of a human being today is very, very short. And so you have to really pack in as much as you can within that short window of time before you lose the audience. And you'll know immediately when you lose the audience. When you look around the room and everybody's sleeping, everybody's like looking at their phone or at their watches or something, you know that, you know, you've lost the audience. That's the cardinal sin of public speaking is that you have to try to keep the audience enraptured by what you're saying. And that's an art. That's something that you know the more that you do and the greater that you can hone your skill you'll be better and better at it you can't expect to do that immediately but that is the i think the number one aim of a public, of any good public speaker is at a bare minimum to try, besides for educating or entertaining or informing, you have to keep people's attention span. And it's not, it's really, you know, it's very insulting obviously for a speaker when people are sleeping, but it's also somewhat on on the public speaker's uh, shoulders to keep people excited and awake. And if you're not doing that, then maybe you deserve for people to fall asleep on you because you're not doing anything to keep them awake. So, keeping a speech short, obviously, you have a point to convey, and you shouldn 't uh, you know cut down on that point, but you should cut down on the length of the speech and the and you don 't have to tell a million stories, even if you have a million stories to tell about this topic one story is good, two stories maybe is okay, but like, the, if you keep on telling more riots and more stories and more riots and more stories, people are going to like, why, what's, what's, what's the point? Is he trying to show how smart he is or is he trying to give over something that's interesting? And it's better to make it short and leave people wishing that you had made it longer than speaking way too long and making people wish that you had cut it down by, by three quarters. So that is a very, very important rule uh, when it comes to this discussion. Very, very important is always to make sure that you have good content, or as we call it in Hebrew, teichen. Your your the content of the speech has to be good, which means that even if you're an excellent public speaker, you could be an excellent public speaker, but you have to make sure that what you're saying is equally as good as your delivery. Delivery is very important, but it's also important that what you're saying is good. It should be maybe something original. If you're saying over the same Torah that everybody knows already and everybody's heard a hundred times and you're just repackaging it, it's okay. It's better than nothing. If it's good Torah, it's good Torah. But, you know, it's important to try to be creative, try to bring something to the table that people haven't heard already, or at least they don't remember hearing it. I heard, you know, B'Shem, uh, uh they quote him as saying that a Rav is allowed to give a um, a story, repeat a story twice in three years. Twice in three years. Because yeah, that's the, people forget. Right? And a person is a, you know, you could, you could uh, say a, uh, a joke, um, you could repeat it three times in, in four years. He says in a Dvar Torah you could say twice in the same drasha. Because everyone, you know, as soon as you say Advaita, they just forget about it right away, so you can repeat that again. But you have to make sure that when you're coming in, you're saying something that's fresh, creative, something that's a little, you know, that will get people's attention, like we spoke about in a previous class. You have to start with a hook. You have to start with something that, you know, gets people interested and, and excited about what you're saying. And immediately, you know, I want to know what he has to say. So, for example, if you get up and you start saying, you know, on the way here, I was driving, and everyone's going to want to know what happened. They want to they know about you a little bit. They want to know about you're telling a story about yourself. That's far more effective than starting, you know, you know in 1939, there was a, uh, like, people don't necessarily want to hear that maybe they do but like maybe that's good for the middle of a speech but if you want to get somebody in in you know enveloped in you and what you're saying you have to like make it interesting like tell them uh, a little bit about you bring them into your life they believe it or not they want to know about you if they're if you're gonna be giving a speech to them they want to make sure that they know a little bit about you and they want to get into your life and understand you um to a certain degree So, the content should be good, it should be clean, it should, when I say clean, I mean it should be like well uh, designed, well delivered, there should be a good story involved, a good Dvartara, a good Vart, and people should always take away something from the Dvartara, from your speech. If there's no takeaway, then it's worthless, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of times people say, okay, they asked me to speak for 20 minutes, I know what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna get for Divrei and just pack it in one out A, B, C, D, and then sit down. That's a bad mistake. Because you're just basically saying over vartloch. That's not why people, they want to hear like one Vart. It's much better to find one Vart, tell a story about it, and give them a takeaway message. They know, okay, it's bad to be, to speak Lashon Hara. It's good to uh, uh, to care about another person. It's, but I, I walk away from the speech informed maybe inspired even and I have a takeaway if somebody calls me up and says what did uh, you know what did that person speak about you I heard you went last night tell me what he said you don't have to say well I don't really know it wasn't clear I hate going to a speech and walking out of the speech and having no idea what the person what you know what was the takeaway Sometimes it could be brilliant. It could be like you know this—he was speaking so high and very you know cabalistic, and whatever. But there's zero takeaway for me. So it's like I don't personally get anything out of it. I'm not a—I consider myself fairly intelligent. And I don't know what the person was trying to say to me. What was the point? What was you know? What was he trying to do? What was he trying to just tell us that he's an expert in Kabbalah or an expert in uh, you know in in science or 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 both of them? But like just I want to be able to walk home and tell my family at the Shabbos table what the rabbi said or what I heard you know by the kiddish or what whatever it was. I want to be able to have a takeaway. There has to be one clear takeaway. And if you have that, that's good. And if no one knows what you said or no one took anything from it, then it's a waste. You just had an opportunity and you blew it. Okay, you have to of course prepare well before the speech. There's no excuse in the world to just get up there and start reading from a piece of paper. Nobody wants everyone could read on their own Bar Hashem. There's no you know, unless you're speaking to people that have some, you know, issues with reading, assuming that everybody knows how to speak in the room, there's no reason for you to get up there, stand up there and read. You don't have to read to them. It's, it, it's very demoralizing, it's demeaning, it's debasing, you know, if you're just standing up there, it's, it's not an intro, that's not a speech. A speech is not you getting up and, and reading from a piece of paper. And I've been to shuls, I was once at a shul, um, a very prominent shul, I'm not going to say where it was, and they had a rabbi, it was a young rabbi. And he was giving this speech, and he literally—it was a long speech, first of all, which was also a kiss of death as far as I'm. But very long speech, like a 45-minute speech. Um, and he was re—and there was like a—it was a—it happened to be a speech against the United Nations, a very political. I don't know if there was so much re- referencing to the parsha or whatever. I don't know why he was speaking about um, about that specifically, but he was. Um, you know, he was just reading his whole... This is a rabbi. It's not a... This isn't like a, uh This is a person... It's not an amateur night He was the rabbi of the shul. He should know better. But he was literally reading from a piece of paper, and it was like... I couldn't believe that this was his speech. Like, you know, I didn't like the content. I didn't like the length. And I didn't like the the fact that he was reading it. He was like three strikes, and he's out. Um, but you have to prepare. You have to be able... You don't have to know the whole speech by heart. But you have to have, like I said, like... like um, Pointers on your like bullet points on your card on your paper, and you're able to like look at your at your paper while you're speaking. It's okay. Now I'm gonna you know and segue from one topic to another topic, but you have to prepare in advance. That means you're gonna have to pace around the hallways a little bit and 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 make sure that you got it down straight, or you have to sit in your seat, or you gotta you know lie in bed and think about whichever way you do the do it the best. But you have to be able to always um, have your speech down pat know it well, understand the content well, and deliver it like a professional. Deliver it, you know, cleanly, smoothly, uh, enjoyably, and without reading, without hemming and hawing, without umming a million times. And that's all very, very important. One time... Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I'll save it for after the... Sorry. Mm-hmm. When I was first starting my public speaking, I don't know if I told you this, but um, I, I was speaking. It was at, at a Shalashudas in a fairly large shul in Flatbush, And I, um, I was saying a, a, a great Dvaratayra. I prepared and everything was good. And everybody, afterwards, everyone was going crazy. Wow, that was beautiful, amazing Thank You I have to come back again. And a friend of mine came over to me. Or somebody that I thought was a friend of mine, and he said, "I just want you to know that it was a good speech, but you kept on, on saying, um, you know, or right. You ever see people like they they keep on going right, right, right? And if you're not tuned into it, it's normal. But like if you're focused on it." And, like, you can count every single sentence. I say, so, I so he went to the baseball field, you know, and then he went, uh, you know, he played third base, you know, and then he went, you know, it's, like, annoying. Or you say, right, 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 well, who are you asking? Like, why, why do you keep saying right? Yeah, if you're saying it, we'll assume it's right. But I was, I got into that, and I was, like, I didn't realize it even. It was just a subconscious thing, and I was doing it. And he said, you know, if you could just get rid of that, you know, You know, then it would be, I keep saying it now, now it's like coming back to me, but he says, then it would be perfect, but I'm just telling you as a friend. And at the time, I was like a little insulted. How how could he say that to me? He should just be throwing throwing, throwing flowers at me and telling me how great it was. Like, you know, my mother thought it was great, like, so why doesn't he think it's great? but afterwards, I realized that he was really my best friend. He was like really a good friend because he was the only one in the room that actually gave me constructive criticism. And that's, you know, like if we would have people speaking here today and I don't do that, I don't give constructive criticism, at least not publicly, even privately, generally not. But a person, you know, when you have constructive criticism, then you'll, you'll learn from your mistakes. You want that. Because, and because of that, I was able to like work on it. I still haven't probably perfected it. And I'm sure sometimes if you're nervous or you know, you're in a certain mood, you might uh, resort back to going to those crutch words of whatever you know right. But for the most part, I think I cleaned up my act a lot, and that's very important. So when a person is able to prepare well and go over it well and practice uh, many times beforehand, then... Um, you know, he really will give a good speech. Um, And finally, you should make sure that the speech is memorable. I'll get back to you in a second. I didn't forget you, but we're talking about memorable. Um, You should make sure the speech is memorable, because if it's a memorable speech, that means that years later, a person would be able to come back to you and say, I don't know if you remember, but in 2018, you gave a speech at, you know, this, this uh, shul or this, that, and I still remember what you said. That's a sign that it's a, it was a good speech. And that's whatever, why shouldn't you make a speech that's memorable? If you're not saying something that's memorable, then it's not almost, it shouldn't be said. You have to give a speech that, pack, that, that packs a punch, that has something like really, really important to say, a, a good delivery. A good punchline and memorable. People remember it. It's very powerful. That's what you want. That's a beautiful speech. If it's a speech that's just, you know, you rambling on because you wanted to speak and you felt that's something that uh, would not be going into a a good public speech. So now we're going to take questions.